Hey everybody, what's going on? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast here on the Bullpen Cart Podcast feed. Week 5 is here in the NFL, and Maddie D and I are joined by the lovely Emily Anderson. You may remember her from Real Sports, the series that we did on this very podcast feed. She also has a podcast over on Liberty Ballers. We had a ton of fun hanging out with her, making picks for Week 5. We have a bunch of picks going against each other. And Maddie D and I also talk about the big headlines, everything going on with the Titans, all this good stuff. It was a lot of fun. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think. As always, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Search The Bullpen Card on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Mash that subscribe button. Give us a nice five-star review. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram. The Bullpen Cart Podcast Group on Facebook is where you can be a part of the conversation. But enjoy the episode. Let us know what you think. Fly, Eagles, fly. And here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Matty D. How are you, my friend? I'm a little better, you know, after after this this Sunday evening, this past Sunday evening. Much better. Much better. It's wonderful. Um, for obvious reasons. We'll get into them, of course, but... Um, you know, other than that, just kind of enjoying football being back in full swing, understanding that there's a lot of issues right now with COVID, but still it's been it's been exciting to watch. Um, yeah, loving this. Yeah, it's been great. And I don't know, I you know, obviously there's some serious stuff going on for those that are unaware. I'm not sure how, but they had to add two Monday night games because of the Patriots and Cam Newton testing positive for COVID-19. The Steelers-Titans mm-hmm. game got pushed last week. And now, because of us pushing back our start time, we actually got the news that more games have been pushed back. We're going to get a second Monday night game again. Patriots getting moved. And then the Bills-Titans, provided they end up playing, because the Titans ended up being a little little against the rules, Matt, uh, are currently yep. scheduled to play on Tuesday night, which is a night of football that Matt is very familiar with, aren't you? Matching? Well, Maxim, but also they... been to it too. I've been, oh. I have been to it. Yes, that's I what I was getting. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Back, back, probably. I was it was ten years ago. Like, ten years ago, right? Yeah. I uh, there was a Monday, it was a Monday night game. It was uh, Eagles Vikings, if my memory serves me correct. Yes. And it got snowed out on a Monday night. It's a snow out, right? Yeah. Weather was so bad. I think they canceled the and, game. And I, the governor, the governor yes, declared right. a state of emergency, so the game had right. to get canceled. So they pushed it to the Tuesday. I went down to the link. It was frigidly cold. I went back, and my buddy Zach Davis' pickup truck sat in the back of the, the back horrible bench seat. Uh, it was so much fun, though. The tailgating was incredible. Basically, just a giant party in the snowbanks. I mean, people were just—it was so much fun. Everyone was jovial, to be honest. To be there, we met we met people. Um, I believe the game might have sucked. I think we lost to Joe Webb. Yeah, it was Joe Webb. It was a very bad yeah. game. The Eagles. I think yeah. the Eagles might have gotten shut out. Yeah, it was horrible, but we, but honestly, I don't even, see, I, I only remember that because we're talking about it. I just remember going and having a great time. Yeah, I remember you telling but, me um, this. This will probably be a little bit of a better 
Tuesday night game. A better Tuesday night game in terms of the fact that it won't be a snowy disaster. Yes. Um, yeah, it could be really fun if it goes if, if it goes down. It'll be pretty interesting, and we'll get into all this with the NFL. We're having my lovely fiance, and also the co-host of the very successful Gastroenteritis Blues, Emily Anderson, third and girl, on to be the guest picker. We'll talk about the Eagles and all this other NFL stuff, get her thoughts on a, on a bunch of this in a little bit. But Matt... We got more college football, and we're getting yes, we do. the ball is rolling more and more. We talked about last week how there's the news with you know, different leagues coming back and all that sort of stuff. We had our first full lick of a full college football weekend, or at least it felt like it last week. We talked about it a little bit in our in our picks with Matt Adams, how we had some ranked contests and you know some some good football out there. Um, Georgia Auburn, I don't think ended up being the the knockout dragout brawl that we all thought it was going to be, but. That doesn't mean that we were without great contests. Oklahoma lost again, making the, mm-hmm. the the Big 12 now this big question mark as the Pac-12 prepares to return, despite the fact they were probably only playing seven games. But Matt, how should we all feel with this college football season going forward, knowing everything that we know with the NFL and, and COVID and all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, so topsy-turvy, topsy-turny, excuse me. Um, you know, already it's similar to what we see in the NFL, maybe not so much as in terms of like, like results as the NFL, that's been a little bit different, but in terms of like some wildness, when you think about the injuries in the NFL, but, but, but on our, the college football side, it hasn't really been injuries. It's been, it's been these incredibly wild upsets, turn of events, flip flops. I mean, you mentioned Oklahoma losing twice in a row, which I can't remember them doing in a long, long time. Bob Stoops never Um, did. Right. 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 How about this, though? Then you take a look at Mississippi State, who went in and whooped up on LSU. Yes. People were thinking, yes. wow, K.J. Costello, the Stanford the Stanford transfer in this air raid offense, a.k.a. basketball on grass, like they're going to dominate. People were early. He's a dark horse Heisman candidate. All of a sudden, they lose to Arkansas. It's only that they lost. They lost 21 to 14. They scored 14 points after – Destroying an LSU defense that did have some losses, but had a lot of really good talent back defensively. I mean, I was blown away by, I think of all the results this past week, that might be the one that most shocked me. Yeah, uh, I just was a little confused on that one. Well, Arkansas is that (laughs) school that's had... Such a you mentioned you used the word topsy turvy. They've been that program, you know. They seem like they, you know, so many times it seems like they're getting back on the right track, and then you know their coach is banging an intern and has a motorcycle accident, or you know, there's one star player transfers, or you know, has some problems off the field, and it's just you kind of forget about them because every other team in the SEC West has had their moments where they've popped up, whether it's Mississippi five or six years ago, Mississippi State as well, when Dak was there. Obviously, Alabama and LSU have won national titles. Auburn won one, what, seven years ago, eight years ago, ten years ago with Cam Newton. Um, so they've all, they've all had that, but Arkansas hasn't really. They just get these big, these big games, I almost said title games, but these big, thinking boxing title match, but these big card primetime games because Jerry Jones is an Arkansas alum and sticks them in Jerry world. So it's you yeah. know, a big glow up for them. So that's you know good for them. It's you know, we... I, I think the last time somebody probably remembers Arkansas was the Darren McFadden era. Yes, I forgot I he went to Arkansas. Guess. 
And um, and hang on, and they had another running back right behind him who went to the Cowboys. I think his last night might have been Jones. Um, it'll come to me. Cedric Jones? Shoot, they, no, 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 no. I'm thinking Cedric um, Benson. Yeah, I'll I'll think of it though okay. because they actually had they actually had three running backs on that same roster who all got drafted, I believe, that year. Wow. Um, from that, so that's kind of their last like true big dominant years if you will uh was back during his era he was i mean if you remember him he was so good people thought we might take him first overall uh, that's how talented he was um could just absolutely fly he, he seemed to be that kind of complete running back totally didn't make it uh in the press i wouldn't say he had a bad year bad career but he certainly wasn't worth the pick they took never kind of found his footing with the raiders not that i'm overly surprised no offense raiders but you stink. Yeah, that's uh, that's um, probably the last time. Now they do have Felipe Franks, a former uh, George. I mean, sorry, uh, Florida Gator quarterback mm-hmm. uh, who's there. He's got some talent. They've been trying to turn it around for a long time, but you're in the SEC. Not easy in the SEC. Yeah, it's very tough. You know, the East has been a little. Sands really Vanderbilt has been you know a little more flipping it around and everything. Kentucky obviously has gotten close. They're supposed to be good. They lost this past weekend to, to Ole Miss, which is, I mean, that, that game, I did not catch it, but that looked like it was wild. 42-41 overtime game. Um, you know, we mentioned it, Texas A&M ends up losing to Bama, but remains ranked, which uh, I just find kind of crazy, kind of as an aside from the SEC. What is your thought on how many teams have, now that they've decided to come back, they have players opting in, have all of a sudden jumped so high into the rankings, like, Ohio State, you know, we we know they're going to be good. They jump into sixth. Penn State jumps into ninth. We have schools, though, like Michigan and like Minnesota jumping their way towards the bottom of the top 25. I find that kind of crazy. I know, you know, preseason polling and everything and what we thought was going to happen with these different players. But I don't know. I don't know if I was a school who got bumped because of that. And I think it's also kind of cool that so many different schools are receiving votes in the poll. If you look at the others receiving votes section, you know, I haven't counted this, but it's it's probably closer to tw- its own 25-team list here, which is, you know, pretty cool to see. But the fact that these teams that haven't played a game and are two weeks away, at least, for the Big Ten, it's a month if you're the, uh, the Pac-12, getting into the top 25 is a little wild to me. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would say this. I mean, it's the same thing that happens every year at the start of the year, right? We, yeah. we rank teams based off of what we saw last year, pedigree, and who they have returning, you know? So, I mean, how can you not have Ohio State in there? Yeah, exactly. Um, how can, so, like, I look at it and say, like, the teams that are in there are teams that tend to be ranked mostly. Minnesota might be the one exception, but but they had a really great year last year. Um, yeah, it's Minnesota I and guess. Michigan are the ones sticking out to me. I know – you know, we're a pro Michigan right. podcast here, but uh, it's just just seeing them on there, especially remembering how Michigan's season ended. I know Minnesota's ended very well, but mm-hmm. you know, just seeing that is that's more what's sticking out. Ohio State, Penn State, you know, they they're getting most of their players back, and I know there's some people that's remained opted out, but they should you know they should be that level of the leap. But it's those random ones that pop in, like Indiana got one vote. Who's throwing Indiana in as their 2015? Well, just for yeah, shits that- and giggles. That, that probably happens a little bit too much, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, some of those random people that vote, and I'm not even sure how they get a vote sometimes. You know, I think, the, you know, 
But one team that probably has a, a, a decent, you know, what the heck argument was is Kansas State. Yes. Um, you know, they're 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 two and zero to start the year, um, but there were three points what away. Happens? They they had well, one hundred forty two points, and and Minnesota got three uh, one hundred forty five points. Yeah, I think the other problem they ran into though is that Oklahoma lost. Yes. So that that again, and that hurts their win. Against, I'm sorry, they're they're three and uh, they're two and one. Let me let me rephrase that. My apologies. Two and one overall. Oh, well, here's why: because they lost to Arkansas State to start the year. So you lose to a, a you get basically upset by a team that 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 is you know not in a Power Five conference, and then you go ahead and beat Oklahoma. No wonder why they're not ranked. But I mean, that's kind of the problem. Is to your point, there's a lot of conferences out here, and, and maybe they should look at non non Power Five conferences. But they, I mean, they have a few in there. Don't get me wrong, but. A lot of the conferences that are playing, I mean, some of the teams just aren't very good. Yeah. You know, like, and so I'm sure they're struggling to figure out, like, how you place some of these guys. You know, how, what do you do with Mississippi and Arkansas? Um, they're both one and one in the season. I mean, Mississippi beat LSU, but they lost to Arkansas. I mean, so that's kind of the up and down situation. I'm a little surprised Texas A&M stayed. I'm going to tell you something. That, that is a program that just cannot turn it around. No. Um, you bring in Jimbo Fisher, you're thinking big thoughts, you know, after moving on from Kevin Sumlin, who had great success early and, and they, they just cannot find their footing. They, they, you know, are trying to match up with the big dogs. To me, they're still better off in the, in the, in the big 12, but um, you know, it is what it is. It's just, it's kind of sad to watch, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's probably the better phrasing <laughs> to use because it always seems like they have a season getting together. Obviously a couple years ago, they had the, you know, near, upset of Clemson when they came down to college station. But then like, then every year it seems like they play Bama and get blown, blown the fuck out. They lose by 28 points here this past weekend. And it just, like you mentioned, they just struggle to sustain anything that they end up getting. So I don't know what it is. I I don't know if it's also just a, a ripple effect of just the state of Texas now being invaded by, you know, Bama, LSU, and a bunch of other programs too that now you know now recruiting has become so much more nationally available. Uh, There's a really good interview I listened to with Matt Leonard on Ryan Rosillo's podcast where he's talking about how USC you know they had so many different high schools completely locked down and now they have to just hold their breath and hope that these guys want to come to USC. And it's the same thing in other states because the Bama's, the Ohio State's, the insert power school here, Clemson, whomever is coming in and, and snagging people. Whereas previously you just had it completely locked down. You know, you can think of any LSU team, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, women's soccer, women's basketball, whatever. And every single player, except for maybe like two people are from the state of Louisiana. And now that's not the case because coach O is such a good recruiter and he can go out and, and help out with that. And, or make it not just help out, make a huge impact that way. So it's, I don't know. It, it might just be part of that way of, you know, the, the, the mighty are getting mightier. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's going to be the problem. And, and um, until we figure out a way to kind of swing it the other direction, but I, you know, at the end of the day, you got this kid out there who has an opportunity to go to one of these predominantly like SEC schools mm-hmm. and they're, they're going to take it. They're going to take it. Um, yeah. Cause right, even if you're, yep. even if you're on a, and sorry for interrupting you, but even if you're on like an Auburn or a South Carolina or Florida is really good this year, but the last, you know, five or six years where Florida's had a little bit of down luck, even going to Florida, you know, th- those are proven NFL powerhouses to just churn out players with pedigrees. 
So you want that. Yeah. You want to get to the next level so that you can improve your draft stock and ultimately you know, get get a chance to play just based on the exposure that you're seeing. You know, you want to get on Mel Kuyper's big board, mm-hmm. and the SEC is the way to do that. Yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, I do agree there. Obviously, there's exceptions, right? You think Clemson, you think of Ohio State. Yep. Um, Oklahoma to an extent, but even they have their struggles, you know, if you're being completely honest in terms of attracting talent in certain areas. Um, and I think it's the type of conference you play in, right? The SEC tends to have the the better, some of the best defenses um, and very pro-oriented. You look at the Pac-12 and the Big 12, you're talking about wide open spread offenses. That, I, I know a lot of that has started to trickle into the NFL, but it's still not completely there, especially defensively. Um, you know, you almost have to take what some of these receivers do and quarterbacks do with the great assault. You have to take what some of these defensive players, quote unquote, aren't doing, but they're actually doing great. They're, they're doing way better than you think. But because you see them in the Big 12, they're getting run all over because of the rules. I mean, I, what's one thing I don't think people understand is the the hash marks in college are wider than they are in the pros. Correct. And that allows the ball to be shifted farther and allows you to spread offenses more. And, and so there's all these little rules about college that allow for offenses to have so much more success than than they, than they do in the pros. Um, and obviously, I know the talent level is fluctuating, right? You've got non-professional, you know, cornerbacks and linemen. Um, but it's almost impossible to stop some of these spread offenses solely because of the way the game is set up. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I mean, that's why it can be really tough to, to – that's why sometimes you see guys – how is this guy not good in college? Well, he played on – he played on, you know, the defense for Oklahoma. And they're not the best example because Oklahoma tends to have a better defense. But well, know, there's, a ton, a, of, there's a ton of Stanford there. defenders, to your point, that play in the Pac-12 that's this more air raid type conference and – you know, how many guys can you name off the top of your head that went to Stanford and are good defenders? You know, Richard Sherman's probably the big one, but there's a, there's a number of them out there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and, and it's, I mean, that's why that's why um, it's such a hard job for uh, <laughs> for scouts to handle that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you kind of mentioned it with not knowing quarterbacks. I feel like we'd be kicking ourselves if we did not mention the only game that Carson Wentz's alma mater will, be, will have played in 2020 North Dakota State played one game to show off their quarterback, Trey Lance, against Central Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I want to know, A, what do you think of just the the sole game to show off this guy? And B, can you break down Trey Lance for us? Yeah, well, first of all, <laughs> well, I, it, like I'm laughing because it's one game. exactly is one game? Like, <laughs> right, uh, amazing. Um, if I'm correct, is it Central is it Central Arkansas that play that they played right? Correct. In Central Arkansas, this was yep. their fourth game. Yeah, they're they're playing all over the place too. Yeah. If I'm correct, Central yes, Arkansas, they are. right? Yeah, they, yeah. They, they're basically. If I, I think they're the only team in their conference, maybe. Uh, that's I can playing that or whatever it is. I mean, yeah, in the Southland Conference. That. Well, yeah, it's um, it's pretty it's pretty funny. So one game season for Trey Lance. I mean, here's the thing. First of all, the pedigree of of Wentz and just that entire program definitely helps Trey, Trey Lance a little bit. Um, to me, he's always been kind of floating around the, probably the, the cons- not the consensus. I, I think everyone understands that Fields and Lawrence are the top two quarterbacks this year. Um, unless something crazy happens, Trevor Lawrence and um, Justin Fields will most likely go one and two quarterback wise. There's even a co- argument that Fields could jump Lawrence. I don't see it. But we talked about Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin not too long ago. Um, Trey Lance becomes kind of a guy who's going to battle for 
that third spot okay. um, quarterback-wise. So there's a ton of, ton of potential with him. He's 6'4", 228. So he is locked and loaded. 30 touchdown passes, one pick, 17-0 as a starter, two national championships. I'll be in, you know. I'm not. I'm not blowing him up there. I mean, it's it is what it is. But but still, I mean, that's that's pretty good. He plays for a power. He plays for the Alabama, of um, you know, of the FCS. So, the guy has all the talent in the world. The question is, is somebody going to take a risk? It's it's similar to what we're seeing from from Carson Wentz. I don't think he has everything that Carson has, but at the same time, I think it's a stronger quarterback class that's pushing him um he's gonna battle to me with like kyle trask of florida um would be another name to think of that that might go third depending on what kind of a year he has but i I think he's definitely first round material he just needs he just needs a little more he needs some polish needs some time so like where would he go you know like for example let me tell you a great team for him assuming the trubisky era is over he's a great fit on like he would be like a great fit on the bears okay that would be like the kind of the kind of team he might need. Um, we're going to see that. The thing is, how does he how does he compute? You know, just like Wentz, the same concerns you would have with Wentz. Like, how does he compute from from one level of play to another? And now he doesn't even have the whole year to do so. So that sure. probably helps him in terms of getting drafted because they only have what they had before. Um, but I, I, I like him. I think he's got a ton of natural ability. Uh, very similar in a lot of ways to Carson Wentz in terms of size, mobility, great arms. Um, and he could blow somebody away at the combine. Yeah, so I was about to ask you that. You mentioned the the, the scramble ability. He had 143 yards on Saturday. He had over 700 rushing yards in 12 games last year, 10 rushing touchdowns. Is this is that going to be a part of his game, you think, or is that just a he's exploiting defenses and, and that sort of thing? Oh, absolutely. It has, well, first of all, it has to be a part of his game. But second of all, I, I, I certainly think it will be. He, okay. um he will have to run. He will be able to run. And the size is what really, to me, really helps him, it's, you know, because he can withstand that beating a little bit more, kind of like Carson. Now, obviously, we've had, seen the same injuries with Carson Wentz, but he has a year less now of taking any hits, which is a big deal in the NFL. I mean, you think about how many times, you know, I, I think teams will kind of like the fact that he's not going to get beat up, but at the same time, like, he needs to start prepping for NFL stuff. I don't know how you do that this year. It's kind of tough. Um, but he needs to start thinking, like, hey, can I process fast enough? Like, he should be watching film. But he uh, he should be exciting. I think a lot of it, though, again, is the decision making. Can he can he make the quick decisions that you have to have as a quarterback at this level? Absolutely. All right. So before we jump to the NFL, let's quickly look at this week's slate. I know we're probably going to pick some of these games, oh, but wait before we go. Okay. I, I, I remember I remember the name uh, Felix Jones. Oh, I do remember Darren Felix McDonald's Jones. Backup. But here's even the better the better little quirk. Their fullback. It was Peyton Hillis. Really? Wow. Yep. And Ryan Mallett was their quarterback, right? Uh, ooh, that, I don't know. Was Or is he that went, pre or post Arkansas? I think that's – I don't think it was that year. Uh, let me see. 2007 um, is the year that we're talking about, by the way. Hey, didn't McFadden go like – oh, yeah, the 2007 draft <laughs> – or our good friend Jamarcus Russell went first. Yep, and McFadden <laughs> wasn't much better. He, well, he was, what, the um, third he, overall pick? Or no, he would have yeah, been second round uh, if the fifth. Raiders had the first overall pick. No, maybe we're thinking about we, – no, we, we did we mix the years up again? Did we? Ooh. Thinking we mixed the years up again, just saying. Yeah, all right, well, that's you know par for the course. I'm just course. wondering. 
Um, right. Who was their quarterback? Anyway, keep 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 going. Let's get into the games before I forget. I'm yeah. trying to remember. So we do have some ranked matchups this weekend. Texas A&M, we mentioned it's still somehow ranked. Playing Florida. Florida's only a six-point favorite. I don't know. I don't want to spoil if that's going to be your pick or not, but that feels weird. Florida's looked really good so far in the first couple games. Maybe it's traveling to Texas that throws them off, you know, one hotbed state to another. I don't know. Um, elsewhere in the SEC, we don't really get any seriously good on paper games. Uh, Alabama at Ole Miss, you know, obviously we, we know the stories of Alabama at the Grove, Arkansas versus Auburn. Uh, ACC, though, is where we're getting some serious action. We get Virginia Tech versus a UNC team that is now number eight in the country, which kind of goes back to my are we sure the rankings are right question. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that's going to be probably the game of the week. It is at noon on ABC. I don't know if it's the game of the week. Oh, yeah, you're right. There is is an ACC game that's better. I completely whiffed on this. You got Mac Brown, Brown, though, at North Carolina. I think it's a big game for both both programs, too. Completely scrolled past it. Clemson, Miami, do, is that going to be one of our picks? Should we wait to break this thing down, or do you want to talk about it a little bit now? No, we, we, we can wait to break it. You know, I can certainly pick them if okay. you want. No, we can wait to break it down. By the way, Texas-Oklahoma might be the worst Texas-Oklahoma matchup. It's got to be the first time in 10 years that Oklahoma hasn't been ranked going in. Texas is also kind of licking its wounds. I, I do want to mention, you brought up Arkansas-Auburn. Huge opportunity for Arkansas. I know it's at Auburn. This is not a big year for home crowd advantage, even in the South. Auburn's looking at its wounds. I know they might come out and just absolutely hammer Arkansas, but if Arkansas can find a way to win, now they're on people's radar a little bit, you know, with the with the, with, with with taking out um, Mississippi State. So just as a thought there, I, I think that's a really important game for them um, if they want to be any kind of contenders this year. I like it. All right. Well, should we throw it over to Picks? We, we will in a sec, but just so the quarterback for that, we're now on a, a history lesson here. Not just, I'm looking it up. I don't know off the top of my head, obviously. History time with Maddie. Quarterback, quarterback's name was Casey Dick. Um, and he was actually decent. He wasn't obviously going to go anywhere, but he was decent. And they had the one receiver that they had, who I think did a little bit in the pros, was a guy by the name of Marcus Monk. Um, he was with the Giants for a little bit, but he, he didn't really do a ton. But he, he was pretty darn good at um, pretty darn good at Arkansas. He did some good things there. Um, they also had a guy named I think it was like Jordan Fish, and the reason I remember that name is um, Reggie Fish. He was their punt returner, and he fumbled in a key spot. And I just remember the line being, uh, "Fish shouldn't be swimming upstream," which was kind of mean, but you know, there you go. So um, anyway, that's just a history lesson there. But and that was Houston Nuts last year at Arkansas. I believe he got fired after that for for many reasons. Yes. Um, so yeah, and it kind of, that's kind of when they went downhill and, and they, they did have, um, uh, Brett Bielum, right? The Wisconsin coach for a while, coach for a while. He never turned it around, but he was, uh, uh the aforementioned motorcycle accident, wasn't he? Oh, uh, no, you're thinking of, um, oh, Greg Louis, Shiano. Uh, Louis, no, Louisville. Nope. Nope. Uh, um, Bobby Petrino. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who might've actually also been at Arkansas, but. I'd have to. We'd have to take a look. I'm not exactly yeah, I'm, sure. I'm mixing up um, all of my Arkansas scandals. That's okay. That's all right. Yeah, they, they've had plenty. I think it's Bobby Petrie. Yeah, Bobby. Yeah, it's, it's Bobby, Bobby Petrino. Petrino. Yeah, I looked it yep, up. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. Yep. And right. then Brent Bielum, he he lacked after struggling there for for quite a while. Yeah. So. I, well, I remember. Didn't he go like eight and four or something? And then the next year he went like one and eleven, and got canned. Uh, 
Who, Brett? Bielema? Yeah. Or Patrick? Nah, Didn't he, he like get close to turning it around? Yeah. Yeah, they, they thought he might bounce back. No, year one was not great, as yeah. it kind of was expected. Second year, they were over 500. Third year, they went eight and five. That's a year I'm um, thinking of, yeah. Fourth season, yeah, fourth season, they dropped back to seven and six, and I guess they, they've had enough at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Again, you're you're in the same division as, as Nick Saban, and... You know, it's tough to, tough to compete in that crowd. Exactly. All right. Well, let's throw it over to picks. We have, I mentioned at the top of the show, we have my fiance, Emily Anderson, third and girl on. So here she is, Emily Anderson. All right, it's time for picks, and we welcome on the lovely Emily Anderson. She is the co-host of the Gastroenteritis Blues on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. You may remember her from the various podcast that we did on documentaries real sports emily thank you so much for coming on to be our guest picker how are you i'm good it's a little late for me tonight but i'm here and i'm ready to pick some games and beat both of you so here we wow. go wow coming in with fire to start yes obviously oh, obviously you're on a different floor from your your um lovely uh, fiance there emily because you know lovely. you don't want Thank him to you. hear you don't you don't want him to hear see any of your of your your spreadsheets and statistics that you're bringing out out here but um good luck okay best of luck yeah so to keep everybody up, uh, updated matt and i both beat matt adams last week so matt retains the matt name he, he's literally a jets fan uh, it's <laughs> obvious we're gonna beat him so oh man all right so Emily, I know you know the format for the, but for those of you that are new or have not listened, we do it snake style. We'll start with Emily, and then I think I went second, so Matt will go second, and I'll go third. We do it snake style. You cannot pick the same pick as someone else. You can go against them. Otherwise, you have to pick a different game. Uh, five NFL games, one college game. How do those rules sound to everybody? Good to me. Good. All righty, Emily, we will kick things off with you. What is your first pick? So my first pick is the Panthers plus one and a half over the Falcons. We all know that the Falcons are trash. Um, I saw a great meme the other day that was like, we're in the fourth quarter of 2020. So let's all hope that we're playing the Falcons. And there's no way they're going to win this game. So I'm going to pick the Panthers. I like that pick a lot. I was eyeing that. I love how on point that was with the 2020 reference. That's a fantastic meme, Emily. I, I You took a game from me there. Sadness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, well, we go to you. What is your first pick? Yeah, so I'm well, – it's too bad we didn't we didn't do this before because there's a 1,000-point chance I was I was taking the Bucks to absolutely hammer the Bears because as soon as Nick Foles becomes the, the legitimate non-injury starter, you know, this is unfortunately how things go. And I know I'm trashing Nick. Don't mean it like that. I just wanted to point it out there. <sighs> I'm going to take it because I don't want anybody else to steal it. Steal it. You got the Eagles heading to Pittsburgh. Okay. It's a seven point line for the Steelers. I love my birds in this one. All right. The Steelers combined record of the teams they have beaten at three and zero is one and 11. I love our chances to at least get within that, 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 that line. So I'm taking the Eagles to, to at minimum cover. Thankfully I don't have to say outright. I don't believe. So I'll take that, but I am, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see them, you know, after a big win and maybe get a little tad healthier. And I think the, I think the Steelers are a little bit of a three, and zero fraud to a little bit. I think they're a bad team, but I think they might be a little bit of a fraud, but we'll see. 
We'll see if Big Ben can withstand the arguably the best pass rush in football, by the way. So uh, statistically speaking. So that's my first. I like it. I was going to stay away from the Eagles and the Steelers just because those two teams, when they go to the other side of the state, don't do well. The Steelers did terrible four years ago, as we all may remember. Carson Wentz had his big coming out party. Uh, and the Eagles, I don't think, have won in Pittsburgh since, like, the 90s. So I hope that you that your pick gives them good juju. Uh, but that was what I was staying away from. For my first of two, coming around the snake back-to-back, uh, I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts traveling to Cleveland. I know the, the Browns just had this huge win over the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, they look very good and everything. I don't trust them to catch lightning in a bottle twice. I feel like that Colts defense shows a lot more moxie than the Cowboys defense does. I feel like Phillip Rivers will get it done, and I think they have the rush attack to do it well. So I'm going with the Colts minus one as my first pick. That was on my list, yeah. Oh, there we go. I was going to say, Colts might be the best defense. Yeah. One of the better Uh, ones. Pretty impressive. Yeah. No one's watching them right now. They're playing a bunch of like kind of no-name teams, and their offense hasn't really exploded. But that, that's a really, really good team there. Yeah. Yep. So for my next pick, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks, almost at the Seattle Mariners, because the team they're playing starts with an M, the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings beat the Texans last week. Bill O'Brien is fired. Uh, I really still think the Vikings suck. So I think Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, who had kind of a weird week last week despite pulling out the W, um... I think they pull this thing out. It's Sunday night football. I feel like the Vikings go to Seattle and put up a dud. Seahawks minus seven. Back to you, man. I, I'm i going to take a, some low-hanging fruit here. You've got the Rams after kind of putting up a clunker against the Giants. Still won. Going to play the Washington football team who decided to bench Dwayne Haskins. Now, I've never been a Haskins fan, but you got to feel a little bit for the kid. He's had like three or four, two, two different offensive coordinators in his first two years, two different head coaches. What weapon does he have on that roster outside of Terry McLaurin, who's a good player? You got a makeshift offensive line and a defense that's improving, but still is not anywhere near the elite level, especially in their back end. So he gets benched for Kyle Allen, who had a little bit of a, a burst last year with the Panthers. But I just think the Rams, even on their, are going to come in and just obliterate this this Washington football team, even if even if Kyle Allen gives them a little bit of that backup bump. Um, I am not envious of of that situation there. And I, I think the Rams cover the seven points with ease um, and, and dominate with a, with a really well versed offense and a shutdown defense. Okay. I like the pick. Would, uh, okay. Be fun to see Emily two to you. All right. So luckily for me, my number two, I made like a ranked list and I still have number two and three on my list. So I don't oh. know if that means I'm like really good at picking <laughs> games or really bad at picking games but let's see what happens. So for my number two, I'm going to pick the Raiders plus 12 over the Chiefs. I don't think the Raiders are bad. Obviously the Chiefs are better, but I think 12 points is just a really big spread. The Chiefs had a really weird Monday night game. They're have like Patrick Mahomes is like very worried. He might have COVID. Like, I don't know what's going on there. So I'm going to take the Raiders plus 12 over the Chiefs. And then for my next pick, I'm going to take the Giants plus eight and a half over the Cowboys. I think that you both will agree that the Cowboys are trash. Um, the Giants are kind of trash too, but I would I eight and a half is a big spread, and they're you know Dak is going to throw for 500 yards, and I think they're going to lose. So 
that's my next two picks. Wow. Would make my day. That would be if the Giants beat the Cowboys. By the way, just to back up, just to back her pickup, looks like Tyron Smith, the left, you know, pro pro bowl caliber, all pro caliber left tackle for the Cowboys might miss the game. So we're cooking with fire. Um, I can't say I necessarily agree with that that one. The first one either. I mean, it's tough. That's a leaky Raiders team. But I like your point about maybe the Chiefs are a little distracted and worried about COVID. And so I, I kind of like that, especially with covering the spread. So um, well done. I, I'm going to jump to kind of a game that I think a team that people were high on that have kind of they've kind of fallen off on a little bit. And I think they bounced back this week. That's the Arizona Cardinals heading into the Jets. Um, sorry, I'm sorry. Jimmy. I know. Also on my list. <laughs> yeah, it's a seven-point line for the Cardinals. I think they blow the doors off of the Joe Flacco-led. That line has to change. The Joe Flacco-led Jets with minimal on offense, even if Le'Veon Bell is practicing, um, and a defense that's no longer its stellar self. I think Kyler Murray. First of all, the Cardinals need a bounce-back game. Now they're, they're to a game losing streak, and I think they get it here. Um, and I really like I really like the Cardinals to go ahead and smoke. Arguably, so arguably the two worst teams in football, by the way, reside in New York, which is pretty funny to me. That is very funny. Uh, it's it is kind of wild. I have no idea. What, Dwight? Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's kind of wild that uh, you have two teams and two fan bases that you know the Giants obviously have two Super Bowls in this in this millennium, but uh, the Jets. I mean, it's just wild that these two fan bases are just completely lost all hope at this point. I, love I think it's, it's really wild that Joe Flacco plays for the Jets because I had no freaking idea. <laughs> and as a fellow Delaware alum, that's like pretty bad. Like that's how not on my radar the Jets are. Like I normally keep up with players that went to Delaware and I just <laughs> had no idea. Oh my God. That's incredible. Yeah. We, uh, Matt and I with Lehigh grads, we had, Will Rackley, who I don't believe is in the NFL anymore. He played for the nope. Jaguars. And then mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Spadola was on the Jets practice squad yes. and then played, like, one game. Jordy, yes, drop, my, drop my fun uh, Delaware football fun fact. Oh, yes. Yep. Do you want to say it? We kind of gave it away, but do you want to say it? You can say it. Well, I need to pull it up. So if you have it readily available, go. Okay. It was that Delaware football has had more starting quarterbacks in the Super Bowl than like the entire Pac-12 combined. Really? Yes. They have had two, which puts them like in the top 10 for a number of quarterbacks, only behind like Notre Dame, Purdue, Alabama, and Cal. And then they're like tied with a bunch of other teams. That's crazy. Shows you uh, the Pac-12. Is it the Pac-12 or or Big 12? Big 12. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, because Aaron Rodgers has played in one. And it has to be like a – John Elway went to Stanford, yeah. Yeah, so it has to be the Big 12. There you go. Okay. The Bears just scored again. Who scored? It was was Jimmy Graham. Ah, fuck. No, no. Ah. But, like, they are – they might take the lead here. Live looking. Don't count out, Big Dick Nick, man. Live looking. I mean, I, he heard me. He heard me. He heard, he heard you. He heard you not believing. All right, so I'm going to go next. I have some weird picks here. Um, we're kind of running out of real estate with some of these. Um, I'm going to stay away from the shit bowl in Texas. Uh, and I'm going to go to San Francisco to an interesting game sitting at 405. The 49ers minus nine 
against the Dolphins. And, you know, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Dolphins here. I Damn it. I, th- this seems like too big of a line for what Nick Mullins did. I, the Dolphins can put up some stuff. I know that the, you know, the, the great Ryan Fitzpatrick experiment may or may not be over. Um, but I just feel like the, the Dolphins are, you know, they could put something together. You know, I think San Francisco wins this, but not by 10 points. So I'm going to go uh, San Fran plus nine here. Emily, it sounds like that was your, your next pick. Well, yeah, you know, you think the Eagles could beat San Fran. Who knows what the Dolphins can do? Like, the Eagles are kind of trash. So, I'm calling everyone trash tonight. It's like the trash NFL. Uh, trash. <laughs> uh, just a trash season. Uh, and then, then for my next game, hmm. Oh, God. I love that you took the Giants plus eight, but I just feel like the Cowboys, embarrassing loss. I'm taking them minus eight and a half. I just this cowboy or this uh, Giants team is just so bad. I feel like the, the Cowboys blow the doors off them. I was wrong last week. I hope I'm wrong again. Blow the doors? Have you never heard that phrase before? No, I've heard that phrase before, but the idea of the Cowboys blowing the doors off of anyone well, is well, like off of the Giants well, though. Well, yeah, what exactly are the Giants bringing to the team? Yeah, what? Yeah, what offense mean. are they bringing here? Daniel Jones looks like a yeah. below average starter. What are they, Golden Tate? I mean, he gets rocked by Jalen Golden Tate's starting fights with people. He and, some, he and someone on the Cowboys defense are going to like be like punching each other by the third quarter. My but, like, heart the Cowboys, The Cowboys have a quarterback that has been throwing for like 500 yards a game, and they still cannot win a game. So who's like, so what, Evan Ebron's in for like a 200-yard game? Evan, Eric Evan Ebron? Ingram. Ingram. Evan Ingram. Yeah, Evan Ingram. Jesus. I'm throwing tight end for the tight end yeah, for the Giants. I got you. I got you. I'm here. I Thank got you. you. No Matt, Matt's the better players guy. That's former fair. old former old miss tight end. There it is. There you go. I mean, you take you go ahead and take the Cowboys. Wow, we got a little we I got re- a house divided over the Cowboys. I reversed jinx the Cowboys last week, although I was convinced that was an mortal lock. Um but this one, I don't know, it's just the Giants aren't bringing a lot. So I feel like this is a uh, properly <laughs> rated line. <laughs> well that that we can we can shift back to me here I, i've been i've been back and forth by the way what's up with the cincy baltimore game why is there no line there yeah i was wondering that too mean, is this is there a covid you, situation potentially going? Oh, no, the, didn't some of the Bengals get it i don't i, 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 I know that. i can't keep up with it anymore so. um yeah there's no line put on this game I mean, similar to last week, though, I feel where we weren't sure with the Texans game, if there is something funky going on, you got to think Baltimore pretty easily here, right? Well, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, look, there's no line, so I'm not going to touch it. I'm going to go to the game that you breezed past, and that's the Jaguars heading to the Texans. Okay. First of all, I don't know how the Jaguars managed to win a game this year. I know there was this whole Minshew magic thing, but that is a JV roster, okay? DJ Chark is a fine player, but he's not scaring me, okay? Um, uh, Ronald Darby could cover DJ Chark, first of all. What is their running backs? I, I mean, Chris Thompson, James Robinson, nothing. That defense is young, has a couple pieces, horrible. The Texans are pissed off. Their coach gets fired. He's a bum. Deshaun Watson has a huge contract. He will will this team to victory by himself if he has to. I'm a believer in Watson. And J.J.J. Watt is about to make Gardner Minshew 
all all kinds of uncomfortable because he's getting heat in the media. Maybe he should be traded. Blah blah. blah. I think this this is a five point line. I think Houston crushes this line. I think they hammer Jacksonville. Jacksonville's starting to look in the mirror. They they made a mistake winning that game because there's a chance the Jets and the Giants don't win a game. Um, and Trevor Lawrence won't go to Jacksonville, but I love Houston here. Um, after the firing of the coach, they, they get a little fired up. So I don't know. That's my spiel on Houston. I don't know why I'm so passionate about it. I just this is the weirdest 0-4 team ever. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't hate that pick. And if if it hadn't been this dud of a week that they threw up last week, I'd be I'd be all over it. Obviously, Bill O'Brien would still be their coach, but. Yeah, you get when coaches get fired. Normally, there is the huge bounce back, but this feels something feels funky. Their defense didn't look very good against the against a Minnesota team that I will die on the hill that I think is terrible. Um, and it, yeah, so I'm that's why I was staying away from it and called it the shit bowl. All right, I'm two in a row. Last two, well, last two NFL. Oh, this isn't good because I only have one left on my list. You gotta go off the cuff. This is where we get so the I good have stuff. To go. Off the cuff off the cuff or pick against my gut, which I won't do. So I'll just go off the cuff. But for the first one, I'm going to take the chargers plus seven and a half over the saints. The chargers took the chiefs to overtime. The saints have like beaten the lions and their garbage. So I think that, I think the chargers can cover the spread. I think the saints will win the game, but like, I think it's a big spread and I'm going to take the chargers on it. I like the rookie. I like, I'm going to see what happens. Roll the okay. dice on it. Okay. Love, love taking Herbert. Okay. Oh, it's a good pick. Even without Austin Eckler. I do like that. Sorry, All right. And then let's see. Off the cuff. There's like, there's like three games without lines. It's killing me. It's really Yeah, I, I looked up the Bengals and Ravens. It might be, there's no line because Lamar Jackson missed practice. Oh, that's he, he is an illness in addition to the knee that popped yeah. up on the injury report. So that makes sense. Yeah, that might be why. All right. That's probably it. Let's see. Who do I want to take? Both are considered not- minor. So if you want to just take the Ravens and whatever their line ends up being, you can do that. I'm reading this off a of tweet. Yeah. Just, just pick it. Just pick it. Winner. If you want to do it. I'm going to take the Bengals. Okay. Ooh. I to cover whatever the spread would be, or just pick them outright to cover whatever the spread will okay. be, because the Ravens are definitely going to be favored in this game. And I'm just going to see if Joe Burrow got his first win. I think he's you know feeling the juju a little bit, and I think they're just going to he's going to roll a little bit in this game. And I think it'll be like a high scoring shootout kind of affair. So I want to take the Bengals. Okay. I like that actually. I feel like we're in for a huge Cincinnati or huge Baltimore offensive day. And yeah, I don't know. You know, we'll see what happens with Joe Burrow. The line, the offensive line concerns me for the Bengals, but not a bad pick at all. I, uh, you know, I like it. Thanks. Well, I, uh, I would love to see Joe Burrow upset the Ravens. I can't say I'm a big Ravens supporter. I don't know why it's this weird bravado this team has. You know, Cowherd saying that they're oh, going to go 16-0, and 0, get out of town. Um, I, I was thinking about going against – who picked the Colts over the Browns? I did. I was thinking about it. I heard, I heard there's a chance Darius Leonard doesn't play the excellent Colts middle linebacker. I like what I've seen from the Browns. 
uh, J, uh, Miles Garrett could be a, a defensive MVP is playing so, but I cannot bring myself to pick anything with Baker Mayfield stamp on it yet. He's got to prove it a little bit more to me. So I'm going to jump and I'm going to take a risk here and pick a COVID game. Okay. Uh-oh. I'm going to go down to this Tennessee Titans Buffalo Bills game. Okay. I have been out on the Titans from day one. I think they are absolute frauds. I don't like their offense. I don't like what's going on with COVID. They lose uh, Corey Davis, who's not great, but still. A.J. Brown's dinged up. I think the Bills, man, I'm blown away by Josh Allen's progression. They've got great weapons. This Probably the best coaching staff in all football. I think they whoop on the Tennessee Titans, who, by the way, I think after what they did should have to forfeit their games. So if you're going to go out there and practice me, so I'm so out this Titans team They're I think they're a fraudulent three, you know, similar to the Steelers vein. And I think the bills shut down their offense. And I think Josh Allen does some scorched earthwork on this defense. I, I'm shocked by the bills, but at the same time, um, I, I'm going to take him here. So that's going to be my crazy out there pick. Cause the game might not happen. No, I like that pick a lot. I think, if this game does happen, I don't think their defense can really step up to just the quick plays, those quick boom, boom, boom plays that the Bills pull, throw out, whether it's Cole Beasley getting out there, obviously Stephon Diggs. Oh, uh, Diggs, he is, he's a I real mean, deal. We should have gotten him for a first-round pick. I know yeah. he's going to get injured soon, but still. <laughs> uh, no, I love that pick. If this game was not potentially under COVID protests, forfeit mania, I'd uh, – Totally be all yeah. over it. Obviously, uh, I've been on the Bills, on the Josh Allen train By the for a way, while, so you're happily well. Just, just, just so you understand why I went there before I let you go here, your pick. They beat Jacksonville thirty-three to thirty. They let Jacksonville score thirty points, and they let Minnesota score thirty points in back-to-back games. I, I, what deep kind of Jacksonville thirty? Yeah. Tra- trash teams. Trash teams. Yep. All right. Um, yeah. So it's to me for my final NFL pick. Oh shit! It's not really allowed out there still. Uh, oh man. Um, I have to go against somebody. I guess I don't know what to go against. Um, not taking the don't Jets. Don't go against me. All my all my picks are winners, so don't go against me. I think I'm going to have to go against you, even though they oh, put up a dud the last time they were on Monday Night Football. I'm going with the Saints minus seven and a half. This feels like it's going to be a tight game. Saints defense has been spotty at times. Herbert has looked excellent, and if his receivers stay healthy, Hunter Henry could have a monster day against this New Orleans defense, uh, who has not played tight ends very well. Uh, but I am going to go with the Saints here minus seven and a half because. There's not a lot left. I don't know what's happening with New England and Denver. Um, so I'm going to go with them. And then I guess it's me to college. Uh, right now, we have a news alert. Oh, news alert. All right. I don't know if it's real news alert, but did you – Broncos, Patriots moved to Monday and Bills, Titans moved to Tuesday. Did we know that? Yes, we did. We did. We did. We're excited right. about it. We are very Fine, excited. not a news it. alert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's college. a halftime story. Screws up a lot of waiver wires. Though, it does screw up a lot of waiver wires. Um, yeah. All right, so this weekend have an awesome, awesome college slate. Um, as much as I am excited to watch number one versus number seven, um, 
that line is interesting to me. I'm going to stay away from it. 14 points. Uh, I'm going to go to what I almost mistakenly called the game of the week earlier in this podcast. Uh, the one benefit, Matt, of us doing the podcast in chronological order. Uh, I'm going to go with Virginia Tech plus four against UNC, a UNC team that is and 2-0, has had an interesting season so far. They've you know, put up a lot of offense here, and I don't know. I feel like they're, they're in for some sort of dud. I feel like their defense may be in for a little bit of a rude awakening with what Virginia Tech has thrown out there, whether it's Khalil Herbert or any of these other guys on their team. Um, the big thing that goes against me for this is that UNC hasn't let up a lot of points. They almost lost to BC last week, but that's the first, you know, that's now that 28 points on the season. Um, whereas Virginia Tech has let up a grand total of 55 points. So that may be where I go wrong, but I feel an upset brewing here. Virginia Tech plus four. I mean, I think it's interesting. Uh, Sam Howe's a young QB for UNC's sophomore, like him a lot. But Vatek can, can rush the crap out of the ball, like you were saying. I mean, I, I think that's a that's a tough one, but I, I don't dislike it. I don't yeah. know if UNC's ready yet. Yeah. That's what that's my now. big thing is and, I think UNC's a bit yeah. of a fraud, fraud number eight school. I, Emily, I know you said you had a list together. I don't want to take whatever you were thinking about taking. Like, do you do you did you have a one locked in game in mind or are you have a few you can choose from? I have one game, but I really don't think you're gonna take it because okay. Okay random as hell so go ahead so it's, is it delaware it's not they're not even playing right now no, i didn't i just wanted to throw it out there okay they're playing you. in the so, spring though that's true so uh, <laughs> there are two games on the slate to me that are teams that are trying to prove that they're on their way back one is tennessee visiting georgia but i am not sure about tennessee at all Okay. No, stay away. Really stay not. away. Staying away. So I'm going to head down to South Carolina, to Death Valley, where Miami is coming into town to play Clemson. Number one, Clemson. Number seven, Miami. It's a 14-point line for Clemson, which I can't disagree with. I am sitting here. I'm interested because dear king for Clemson, guy. I mean, for Miami, Houston guy, Heisman candidate there comes to a better in terms of talent, probably program. I I think Miami covers. The okay. only concern I, almost I have went is with this, this is one of the few games that Clemson has to wake up for this year. But uh, Brevin Jordan for the Hurricanes is a big time receiver, six three. He can play. They're a turnover machine on the defensive side of the ball. Can they slow down this Clemson attack? Can they kind of catch? What many people think is a think is a coasting Clemson team, and I'll be honest, Trevor Lawrence has been fantastic. But sometimes I was not impressed in the last game where a defense threw a little bit at him. That was that was the national championship game. Not impressed. So can Miami kind of do something here to 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 screw him up? I don't know, but I'm going to take Miami to cover there. Make things interesting in the college football. He's, it's already been upset special to start. Maybe we'll get the biggest one of the year here. Yeah, I, I almost went with Miami plus 14. I feel like there is, you know, going to be that kind of punch in the face that, that they'll throw. They can have a really good rushing attack too. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't know. I, this isn't a Clemson defense that we remember with 
unreal front four and you know I feel like there's something weird brewing there. You know, obviously it's a weird, weird year, but beginning of October is always Clemson's watch out window. So I like that pick a lot, but M what is this random game you have? I'm very intrigued. Okay. So I don't really know anything about college football. Um, at first I was looking on the wrong website and I was like looking at the names and I thought I almost took North Texas mean green over the Charlotte 49ers. Cause I was like, where are these things? And I just wanted to pick the mean green, but I'm not because I have been having the bachelor on my mind. It starts next week. I am currently working on a piece for Liberty ballers slash my Twitter. If they think it's too weird to post on the site. And so I am going to pick, Florida Atlantic, the team of one Tyler Cameron, minus two over Southern Mississippi. Okay. FAU on the board. Love the deep pull here. A deep cut. Well done. Oh, man. College is always fun because none of us ever have anywhere close to the same picks. So I love that we got a deep cut here. Uh, Sometimes we get like FCS picks. Obviously, I think we would have with you. But that's incredible. There you go. Yeah, so so Florida Atlantic, the, the Owls. Am I right, Jordy? Is that yes. the, is that the team name? The Owls, okay. formerly coached by Lane Kiffin. That, um, yep, and they they have a. Is that where Devin Singletary is from? The it is. He is. The, he, he's from FAU. See? Yeah, that's right. I, okay, CM's locked in here. Southern Miss is a good program, even though they're off to a bad start, one and three. By the way, uh, one Nick Mullins is from Southern Miss. You can see the kind of the Warhawks, I believe they are in the in the uh, Golden Eagles. In the sorry, I had to correct Golden Eagles. Yeah. Southern Miss, Eagles, okay. who, else, I it was who is the most famous alum from Southern Miss, though? Uh, I mean, we're talking NFL Hall of Famer. Brett Favre? Yeah, Brett Favre. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. More like bird it. schools. Bird schools. We're all about bird schools now, here. I happen to agree, by the way, that I think Florida Atlantic will win, M, but I want to point out that Frank Gore Jr. is the running back at Southern Miss. It's kind of a fun game. Is this on TV? It's on yeah, ESPNU, on... I think. Okay. I, Hell yeah. I like it. Let's go. Maybe maybe I can find a way on on Saturday. Well, 4 p.m. Be, I'll be golf. Well, I won't be golfing. Maybe I can find a way. There we go. Yeah. All right. Get this thing thrown on. <laughs> Emily, Get, great take there. I like that a lot. Penn State's Penn not playing, State. so we can have it thrown on at this engagement party we're going to. It's like a oh, Penn God. State mega alum. Oh, geez. There we yeah. go. Ooh. 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 Gives me gives me weird feelings. Ugh. Yeah. Well, anyway, Emily, thank you so much for coming on. We hope you do well. We hope we all do. Oh, except I, against your picks against me, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> Zoom is uh, is giving us the timer. We have two minutes left. Is there anything else you want to plug, say, anything like that? Um, listen to my podcast on Liberty Ballers Podcast Network and follow me on Twitter at third and girl with underscores on both sides of the and. Love it. All right. Well, Emily, thank you so much. We will talk to you soon. I'll see you downstairs. And <laughs> okay. Bye. Matt and I are going to go bye. finish the podcast. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. See ya. Special thanks again to Emily Anderson for coming on as our guest picker. That was a lot of fun, Matt. I think uh, it'll be fun to see our picks. It'll be fun that we have a couple competing. And uh, Sunday might be a little, uh, little heated in our house. <laughs> hey, I love that. Okay. I love that there was a little dissonance. Okay, again, I, we already I already mentioned I'm not 100 percent sure I agree with her Cowboys take, but I mean I love that she's trashing the Cowboys. That oh, part yeah. I'll never I'll never I'll never be upset about that. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I reverse jinxed him again. Uh, <laughs> part of why I wanted to stay away from the Eagles, because normally they do the opposite if I ever actually there pick them. Uh, but, Matt, we covered most of the games. We didn't really talk about the New England-Denver game, uh, because that's uh, it may happen because of COVID. They're giving them extra time. Anything that sticks out to you about that game? Well, I mean, you saw the effort that New England put up without Cam Newton against the Chiefs. So your expectation would be like that defense, obviously without Stephon Gilmore is a concern, but no Cortland Sutton for the Broncos, even though I do like Jerry Judy a lot. Um, You know, is Drew Locke playing? Not sure. Don't think so. It's, so that's, I mean, honestly, even without a COVID scare, I mean, it should, would they even have a line on it? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it'd probably be pretty, I, pretty close to a pick Yeah, I'm still probably leaning New England. I always will until Belichick shows me differently, right? Their start this year, you know, proving me that, like, hey, this team can play with anybody. You know, they're one poor play call on fourth and goal from being three and one, and they're one COVID test away from being four and oh. I mean, if you think about, if they'd had Cam Newton, I think a lot of people think they'd been that game. But um, the problem is they're used to having a division like the NFC East, but instead you got the Buffalo Bills at 4-0. So they're battling a different kind of battle this year to see if they can grind back into it. But it's a long season. So no yes. reason to jump the gun. Absolutely. But we have hit the quarter mark. Some teams yes, have not have. played their fourth game. Uh, the Steelers and the t- and the Titans should hopefully both be doing that. Uh, but most teams are. We're into bye season. The Packers are off this week, as are the Detroit Lions. Um, both those teams off. But we're a quarter way through the season, Matt. What are the biggest shocks? What are the, the biggest non-factors, non-surprises? Let's talk about this first quarter of the year where – so much can be so different a month from now when we're halfway through, and so much can be very different by the time we reach the end of the season. So let's talk about big surprise. What is your biggest surprise? According well, to I don't know if it's the biggest surprise per se, but one of one of my biggest is the injuries. Um, if they're immense, they're across the board. Um, all different teams are having injury problems. If they're cluster injuries, right? You've got teams with all their receivers out, teams with all their cornerbacks out teams that are just getting decimated by injuries. Although, weirdly enough, the quarterback position has remained generally healthy if you exclude the COVID. So think, so think about it. Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, Cam Newton, the Patriots, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Sam Darnold is out, but who cares? Uh, ben Roethlisberger, I know there's a ding. I know that, you know, um, Lamar Jackson's injured, but he's good. Baker Mayfield's good. Joe Burrow's good. Tannehill's good. Phillip Rivers is good. Minshew, Watson, Mahomes, Carr. The biggest injury is probably Tyrod Taylor with Justin Herbert being the rookie. I mean, like so many teams. That's just the AFC I went through, by the way. I think we're I think we have like 25 plus of the 32 quarterbacks healthy and playing for their respective teams. Which and to is awesome. me, yeah, usually there's a couple big ones, but like that's great. The problem is though, like so many stars are out across the league, especially in the wide receiver position, just for whatever reason is just getting wrecked across the NFL this year. Very surprised by that. Um, But yeah, um, you asked me for my biggest surprise. I didn't really give one. I kind of gave you a non-answer. So I, and I don't, I don't like that to per se. So I'm going to make sure I stick to (laughs) your ass. Cause by the way, we should never be, we should never be surprised about injuries. They happen to everyone. This is, might be considered kind of a, I don't know if it's a, a 
cold take. Maybe people aren't as surprised as I am, but the NFC North has shocked me this year. Okay. The Packers are 4-0. They are plus 51, which leads the NFL in point differential. They added no weapons for Aaron Rodgers, and yet he's an MVP candidate. They're, everyone assumed that their defense would regress. They haven't. Everyone assumed that their, their luck last year with winning games, because there were a lot of close games, would subside. They're blowing teams out. And meanwhile, the Minnesota Vikings, who I agree with you, by the way, I'm not shocked they're struggling, but they suck. The Bears are a fake three and one. I know they might have a shot tonight, but to me, I don't even, and the Lions look like a dumpster fire. So I'm blown away by the Packers. I, I was not disrespectful to Aaron Rodgers. I thought they didn't give him any help. He's making it work. He's on, he is heated. He has heard the criticism and he has shoved it right back in people's face. So very impressed with the, with the Green Bay Packers. They're my biggest surprise at a cool four and oh, ready to rock and roll. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good one. I'm a, I'm going to stay in the NFC. I'm not totally shocked they're four and oh, but just how well the Seattle Seahawks are playing. And the fact that they're showing just such a dominant offense, you know, so for so long, they've been this defensive powerhouse and this team in the Legion of Boom and everything with that. And not that Russell Wilson has been this, you know, unbelievable, you know, this mediocre quarterback and it hasn't had these unbelievable seasons. He's, you know, he did this last year and there's all this stuff and, you know, there's the tweets of, oh, can you believe that he's gotten zero MVP votes? Well, yeah, when, you know, Mahomes two years ago, uh, Lamar Jackson last year, you know, you can kind of believe it. But the fact that they're just once again shoving it right back in everybody's faces and coming out so strong, this is a team that we thought might struggle out the gate and didn't, and they have not really slowed down. Last week was kind of weird that Tyler Lockett, who had looked nearly unstoppable for three weeks, uh, had, had a little bit of a hiccup. But what Russ is doing, letting him cook, you know, uh, this is a completely different page from what we've normally seen out of Pete Carroll's playbook. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I certainly agree. And, and the, the, best, the hardest part for them is they have basically no margin for error. Exactly. Error. That's the best division in football. At this point, almost by a long shot, the only other division to me that even considers competing, maybe the, maybe the AFC North, but they, with the Bengals kind of sink that ship a little bit. Um, just top to bottom, the Seahawks are – I love them. They're fantastic. The Rams are totally back. The Cardinals are a big surprise. You know, they've struggled recently. And the 49ers are, are technically in last place. And yet, if they get healthy, they're just as good as any team in football. Exactly. That entire division is positive in point differential. Every team. Uh, yeah. That's insane. Oh, and by the way, the, hot, the highest point differential in that division is the San Francisco 49ers with plus 36. So, and they've had some major cluster injuries across the board. Um, yeah, I, I – Maybe maybe it's surprising to your point that he hasn't gotten more love, Russell Wilson. But I'm thinking this year it's kind of a coming out party that it's you know that the defense is struggling more so than they have in the past, and so teams you're not looking to the Legion of Boom, and he's he's definitely broken out of the shadow of what the Seahawks have been known for more and more in a great way. He's, 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 yeah, yeah, he's oh yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, the, you know the ground yeah. and pound of the years with Marshawn Lynch. You know, and, and again, not that Russell Wilson hasn't been this top whatever number you want to put out there quarterback. It's just the fact that he's looked so good within this, the you know, the first quarter of the season. And what you mentioned is just 
a no room for error situation. And the fact that, you know, I feel like there have been those types of games, you know, the last couple of years where the Seahawks have blown a lead and, and don't necessarily get it back. The Rams have kind of had their number. They haven't played yet, but it'll, it's going to be really fun to see. And I feel like that's a, I don't know when their first game is. I'm going to look it up in a second, but I feel like one of those, if not both have to be Sunday night football potential. Yeah. I mean, any, any, any game, any interdivisional game in this, in this division needs to be a prime time slot because they're all, they're all bringing something to the table. You've got two super dynamic quarterbacks in Wilson and Murray. You've got a really fun offense to watch in the Rams. You have this incredibly loaded, deep 49ers team with all types of gadget weapons that Kyle Shanahan can use. Plus, other than the Cardinals, all well, I guess the Seahawks struggle too. But defensively, you got Bobby Wagner, you got Aaron Donald, you got mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey, you got um, well, Sherman, Richard Sherman's out. But I mean, first of all, the 49ers defense has so much talent that's now on the IR with Nick Bosa. But Fred Warner, I mean, these these teams are loaded. Um, that's going to be a heck of a deal. There's a chance that at least three of these teams go to the playoffs. I don't disagree with that, especially with the extra wild card. So yeah, and with the struggles of the other, the rest of the NFC. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, so Seahawks, they have one Sunday night football game on the current schedule this weekend. They have one more Monday night, or actually one only one Monday night football game. It's against the Eagles at the end of November, and they play a Thursday night football game, which is stupid. It's the week before they play on Monday Night Football, so they get a little extra rest before they come play the Eagles in Philadelphia. But they currently don't have any of the Sunday night games. You'd think that November 15th showdown against the Rams gets flexed, I'd hope. Uh, Or if not, at least that December 27th game, that's probably a division title type of game. Uh, If one, if not both of them, you're thinking it's going to get flexed. They just don't garner the national attention for some reason. And I can't put my pulse on it. Obviously, Russell Wilson isn't super outspoken, but neither is Patrick Mahomes. They just somehow, maybe it's because they play in the Pacific Northwest, they play on the West Coast. Um, Maybe it's the market, kind of a laid-back Seattle atmosphere. I I don't know. For some reason, you don't – maybe it's just because they're always good. Not great all the time, right? I'm not saying they can't be great. But because they're always kind of good, there's minimal turmoil up there. They're not generating headlines. Because even though Russell Wilson is on track to potentially break the NFL touchdown record this year, yes. and you're getting, you're hearing essentially nothing about it. Mm-hmm. So, so let's, let's take a look at their schedules between yeah. the Rams and Seahawks games. Seahawks play Thursday night football against the Arizona Cardinals in Seattle at Philly. Home against the Giants, home against the Jets, at Washington football team, home against LA, and then at San Francisco to close out the season. The Rams go at Tampa Bay, home against San Francisco, at Arizona, home versus New England, home versus the Jets the week after they're in Seattle, at Seattle, and then home versus Arizona. So depending on how things go, we may that that game may not actually matter because of these games against New York, but I don't know the the Seahawks have a very favorable schedule down the stretch. Yeah, I, mean, I guess the one thing I would say, and is if a team so 
you got to score on these guys, right? Because you know they're going to score back. Um, every game they've had, the defense has let up at least 23 points. Yes. Uh, definitely, to me, some concern is if somebody can figure out how to slow this Seattle offense down, whether it's a really strong pass rush. Because um, you kind of saw in that tight Patriots game, even though they scored 35, like it was a tough, tight game. Um, you know, it was a track meet versus the Cowboys. If they have a dud game, kind of like Mahomes had on Thursday, that that Chiefs defense against an undermanned Patriots team, but that Chiefs defense held the line against uh, against the Pats. So, if they run into a defense, say the 49ers or the Buffalo Bills, would be a great example. Can the can the Seattle defense match the Seattle offense? And I think maybe that's why, even though I definitely have them as a Super Bowl contender. I don't know if I have them as a favorite because that defense has to show up and show to me, show me that they can play a little bit. You don't For have sure. to be shut down, but you have to be able to slow people down. And right now they are getting run over by offenses um, and some that aren't particularly great. So something to look into. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, any other thoughts in the NFL before we wrap this thing up though? So who, like you got to think we're at the quarter point, who is a true Super Bowl contender? And it's an interesting question. Injuries obviously can change a whole lot with that. But if you told me my top three Super Bowl contenders right now, you have the Kansas City Chiefs, I have the Green Bay Packers, yes, and I have the Seattle Seahawks. Those are my top three right now. Who'll I think be your number two AFC. So I got to tell you. Uh, this is my dark horse pick. I'm going to roll with them for a while. I think the Indianapolis Colts, dark horse. I can't tell you they're my put money down pick, second pick, but I really like what they're cooking up there with that defense. And I only think Phillip Rivers and those receivers and that running game get better. Their offensive line is so, so talented. I, I don't know how I dis- disregard the Buffalo Bills. I, I don't want to believe I've never been a Josh Allen guy. But I, I, they are so talented, so well coached, and not in a division that seems to going to be a put up a fight. That's my concern with the Ravens. Is for all the talent they have, the Chiefs have painted a picture and had to had to stop Lamar right now. Not, Lamar can't figure it out, um, and I don't know what's going on with them. I'm not saying they're a bad team by any means. They're three and one. They absolutely are favored, but. I'm putting the Bills as a slight advantage to the Ravens at the moment. Um, and that knee injury for Lamar is something that you have to be scared of if you're a Ravens fan. Yeah. And not let it fester at all. I mean, it, it's so bad that if there's a chance, you're, the game plan I'm installing for this coming week against the Bengals is a run game only. I'm handing the ball off. I'm telling you, you don't run. You don't do anything. That, that's not a good sign. And they, their receiving core has not emerged. Their running game, J.K. Dobbins, has not stepped in. You know, Mark Ingram has been okay. That defense is really talented, but that rate, I, I don't know, something's amiss to me with that Ravens team right now. We'll see what happens. Their, their defense is loaded, but need to find a way to overcome it a little bit. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, this weekend's going to be really interesting to see what the Ravens end up doing because you're absolutely right that there's been this blueprint now that's shown with the with the Ravens of how do you beat them and it may not be in the divisional round or it may be in the divisional round that this 
gets played because we saw it with Tennessee. Tennessee got the job done by doing that exact same thing. Um, so not that I need to see more out of the Ravens to not throw them into, you know, not think that they're in contention to be an AFC North winner or hosting a first round game or what have you. But yeah, I don't think, I think it's really tough to think that they're going to be contending with Kansas city, having just lost to them a couple weeks ago and then having some more blemishes probably on their schedule. I feel like the Browns probably are going to sneak one out again. Like they did last year, the Steelers, if you know, they could, if Baltimore's not careful, they could really play this. You're the, you know, you're the NFL's darlings. Nobody believes in us. That kind of card. Uh, that's already a heated rivalry as it is. Um, and kind of to that opposite point with Buffalo of we haven't really seen a way of how teams have stopped Josh Allen and not, not to say he's going to be this MVP or what have you, but right now he's getting it done all over the place. And that running, the rest of that running game kind of needs to figure itself out. Cause eventually Allen's going to need to be in the pocket a lot more. And, and he has been, but it's going to, he's not going to be able to leave it. And I feel like you need to get Devin Singletary and, and those other guys on that, that rush attack involved a little bit more for really to think that they have a chance of really competing with the, with the chiefs, because if they make, yeah. they make Allen have to throw these big balls, um, which I understand what I just said, but if you make him have to throw the deep ball, I just feel like that's not the best way to do it. The Buffalo defense has some holes in it and, and it's been a little porous, Whereas Kansas City's, I know they've they've had some kind of funky games here and there, but they've overall shut down teams. So, well, we'll see. yeah, I mean, I think Kansas City's defense is criminally underrated. Yes, they're, they're built they're built similar, sim, a little somewhat similar to what the Colts have done back in their heyday when Peyton Manning was like highly athletic linebackers and and safeties, uh, a good pass rush with Chris Jones and Frank Clark, who is really Frank Clark is really underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he's paid a ton of money, no one hears about it. But that they they're set up to beat the Ravens. Um, but to your point too, I mean, forty-seven quarterback hits lead the league with the Ravens. So Lamar Jackson has been hit forty-seven times. Yes. That to me is there's two players that really emulate how to get how to move and not get hit, and it's it's, it's Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. They they never seem to take big shots. They always slide or get out of bounds. And it, and at this stage, if it's not the Super Bowl, right? If it's not a must-win, you're in Week Four. You can't take those shots. And that is the concern I will have with Lamar Jackson. It's the concern I have with Carson Wentz. By the way, I have the same concern with Aaron Rodgers. He runs and takes some unnecessary hits. That's why he has had injury issues. And you can tell me it's different with Lamar, just like everyone told me it was different with Robert Griffin or Mike Vick or, or Carson Wentz, right? Any quarterback that, that re- their livelihood revolves around running and, then, and, and is not willing to take the proper precautions their careers do not last as long as you'd like. They lose effectiveness. At Cam Newton, right? You just it it injuries start to pile up, and it and it you know they're healthy until they're not. And so I'm just I, it just concerns me with Lamar. He's not a big guy, but it doesn't matter that you're big. You're not made to take the shots. You're not a running back. You can't take spells. You can't come out of the game. I, I'm very I'm just concerned to be honest with you about his longevity if he keeps taking shots in a division that has Miles Garrett and that excellent Steelers defense. Yikes. Uh, something that concerns me. Yeah. It, we don't obviously don't 
don't want to wish any ill will in terms of injuries. We want to see this oh, no, no, see no, no. trend bucked. But it is definitely something you have to keep in the back of your mind, especially if this does persist enough that he, I, I think he's going to play this weekend, but that if it becomes that, that he has to hand off the ball, the idea that you threw out there, and that he, he becomes neutered in that sense. So that is something to keep a concern on. That first Steelers-Ravens game is going to be very, very telling, I feel like, because the Steelers are going to have that that blueprint up front and center and are going to yep. hound the Ravens, who have the 31st passing offense in the NFL. Less than 200 passing yards a game. I know the Chiefs game is probably a big part of that, where he only had, what, 90 yards? But I don't know. They're 24th in total yards. A good defense is going to figure out how to shut it, shut him down, and that is concerning. Yep. No, and and, and you know what? They've got plenty of time. They've got all the talent in the world. So yeah, I I I wouldn't be surprised when they figure it out, and then it gets even better and better and better. But right now, to me, it's the Chiefs. It's the the, it's the AFC is the Chiefs to lose. Um, they have the pedigree, and I, I think they're the best team in football by. A decent amount. Yeah, I, I would think so too. Uh, I like what the Packers are doing. I need to see a little more out of their defense. Um, and then mm-hmm. Seattle I really like, but also I need to see a little more out of their defense. It's something where you play against the Kansas City, and if you have to play catch-up or even not not that way, Russell Wilson goes out in a potential Chiefs-Seahawks Super Bowl, goes up 14 nothing. Patrick Mahomes has played through that. He won a Super Bowl doing that three times. And yep. yeah, it's just so you if you're gonna if you are going to be this type of team that wants to try to out air raid this OG air raid offense, and I'd say that more because Patrick Mahomes went to Texas Tech, not because Andy Reid is some sort of spread offense genius, then you need to you need to tighten it up on defense as as yep. simple as it goes. And if you want to say something about Tampa and what they've been able to do, um I feel like that train is gonna is going to leave the station pretty soon. I know they're currently still winning. Yeah, it's it's 16-14 going into the fourth quarter right now, but yeah, I don't New Orleans defense needs needs to tighten it up. The Bears aren't going to hang around for too long at 3 and 1, especially if they lose tonight. Um who the hell knows who's coming out of the NFC East. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that's really it in terms of kind of dark or I guess the Rams maybe, but I don't know. I I feel like a Chiefs Rams Super Bowl. The Rams just don't have the offensive firepower to keep pace with the Chiefs. Not to give anything against the Rams. Yep. Also, oh, we they haven't played any good. division. I was reading the reading the wrong column. I was about to say they haven't played an NFC East yeah. team yet, but wrong column on the standings chart. <laughs> but I mean, overall, it's been great. I know there's all these COVID things. I think they'll figure it out. Keep going with it, and um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, quickly on it, not to make my thoughts on COVID any light, because I am taking it very seriously, wearing a mask, everybody wear a mask, all that stuff. Um, my take, and I'm glad that I was wrong with college football for however, however long this can last. The NFL had stayed with Goodell doesn't give a shit. Um, I don't know if they're going to have to, if things do get a little more crazy with the interweb of different teams that cross over, if they're basically going to have to have a cool down week where everybody gets a buy, which frankly may not be the worst thing in the world. But 
if that may be what ends up happening, great. But I, I don't think the NFL, now that that ball has started rolling, is uh, going to stop as you know, weird and potentially messed up as that could be. It's nice to have, and, and with all these different games and the postponements, you know, they'll figure it out. But, um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know if that, that's too bleak of a, of a thing to say. They don't care. But I feel like we've known that anyway with all the different uh, controversies that have come out about the NFL over the last 10 years. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think it's okay. I think it's all right. Um, I obviously don't want anybody, but I just want them to keep playing. I do too. I love, uh, I love stay football. Safe. I love football. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy though. Cause the NBA is about to finish. Presumably the Lakers close it out tomorrow night, tonight. If you're listening to this on Friday, uh, the NHL already finished. They just had their draft and they are targeting January 1st. So we'll see if, if that holds and all that stuff three months from now. Um, and we don't know when the NBA would try to start, but they basically said 2021 as well. Uh, but baseball, you know, despite all the crazy shit that happened with them at the start of their abbreviated season, um, you know, they were able to, to figure it out. And, and granted, a friend of mine made this point earlier tonight of that the NFL can't do double headers like baseball could, but I don't know that they've, ha- they've thrown out these ideas of being able to shift around weeks as possible. So we may be getting into seeing that if they don't decide to uh, throw the book at the rave or not the Ravens at the Titans for their, uh, their misdeeds and practicing illegally. I don't know how I feel about it. I go back and forth. Yeah. As long as part of me, as much as I'd, as I'd love to see, like see games play. And like, obviously like you, we we've been talking and you heard it during the picks with Emily of we were asking who score we're playing fantasy and all that sort of stuff. You know, part of me wants to see them play, but, It'd be kind of cool to be able to say we saw a forfeit at one point in the year. Yeah, I mean, especially because their act to me, the their actions are just um, not appropriate. It's just you know, yeah, exactly. you got all it's... this microscopes on you. How, how can you? Well, that and you, <laughs> that and you want to talk about the role model stuff. That's the opposite of it. Right. Exactly. So uh, we'll see if anything. Uh, I don't know. We'll see if anything happens. Yeah. All right. Well. Matt, anything else in the world of sports that you're it's on your mind? You want to talk about anything? No, no, I'm I'm pretty much fully at this point locked in to to Michigan. Uh, I mean, to Michigan. Wow, to to football. Um, it's taking up most of my time at the moment until something else captures my attention. I've lost the N- NBA finals completely at this point. I hate the Lakers so much, um, but um, nope. Just uh, fully engrossed in in the football world at this point. Yeah, I've been obviously paying attention to baseball and, and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, the the NBA Finals, I actually paid a decent amount of attention during, every round up until it. And then once it was Lakers Heat, and really after that, that first game when a bunch of players got hurt. But, um, you know, I wasn't drawn to it and thought the Lakers had that thing pretty wrapped up. And then the heat kept it in. And I watched a lot of game one until the Lakers went on that like huge, like 30 to two run or something. Uh, and you know, a bunch of guys got hurt, but I've seen a little bit of it here and there, um, you know, and yeah, I've just, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> good for LeBron, I guess, even though he acted like a little baby in game four, uh, not afraid to say that he slapped a guy's hand as he as he let go of the ball and screw, looked like he screamed at a referee about about that shit like he, I, I, that's like come on man like that's a foul like and I get it that you're slowing it down and everything but like 
you know you touched his hand. It's not like you barely <laughs> got it. Like, he went, there was some hand-to-hand contact. Um, but, yeah, you know, baseball, the Astros are in the ALCS again. I hope that the Yankees, it looks like they're going to win. You know, anything can happen in baseball. Uh, and you may know if they held on or not. But hopefully the Yankees come back and, and pull it out to play them in the ALCS because I'd love to see a rematch there. I'm not too happy the Astros, who were under 500, have made it this far and really don't look like they've been slowed down at all. I was bummed for the A's. I wanted to see them do well. I like that team a lot. But, um, yeah, it looks like the Dodgers are going to hold on. Dodgers, Braves, kind of – I feel like if we had looked back on this in, in March and COVID never happened, I feel like that would have been a – a pretty locked in NLCS, maybe I don't know who out of the central that you might pick, but yeah, I feel like that would have been one to kind of keep, keep an eye out on Padres was happy. They did well, but yeah, you know, it'll be, it'll be fun to see the championship series. Once they get to seven games, that gets a lot more fun. I'm not a big fan of the five game series. I did kind of like the three games and the wild card, but not a big game. Not a big fan yeah, of the five game five, series. Five, I think, is pretty tough. I, I would have to agree. Yeah, especially in baseball. Like it was kind of fun in hockey when they did that for the play-in round this year, but for baseball, we're like, there's granted baseball is a huge strategy game, so there's a strategy to it, but it's just it kind of takes away from it because you you're only using one starter presumably once if unless you get to a game five where you're using him a second time. Um, you're just using a lot of weapons to then. Like keep like almost be somewhat depleted going into the the next round, which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get that. But anyway, I think that'll do it, Matt. Thank you as always. This was a blast. Oh, dude, great time! I love talking to I love talking football and beating you in picks. <laughs> I feel bad that you and Emily have to go head to head. I'm I'm probably sitting at a cool six and zero, including college coming out of the weekend. You guys will be middling, maybe three and three. Um, but yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, because the Patriots pick technically went off the board for me. I technically beat you last week. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But it's uh, it's always fun to do picks. We'll be back soon. Everybody make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you're not subscribed already. Uh, the Bullpen Cart Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, mash that subscribe button. Give us a nice five-star review where applicable. ThunderBLG on Twitter, ThunderBlog Sports on Instagram, the Bullpen Cart Podcast Facebook group. Join the Facebook group and be part of the conversation. Submit us questions. We did get one from our good friend Joe Mart, but it was about tonight's game, so I did not ask it. But, Joe, we appreciate you asking the question. We wanted to know, Matt, if you were going to get involved in a Tom Brady parlay with a, uh, a Bucks win. <laughs> probably, I mean, maybe. Uh, probably. The answer's <laughs> probably yes. Uh, uh, I, I, I was pretty confident this would be, uh, 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 although the Bears do have a great defense, to be honest. Um, and they just took the lead on a field goal. So they're 17 to 16 with 10 minutes left in the fourth. So we'll see if there's any Brady magic. Oh, boy. All right. Well, we're going to. Now everyone knows where we are. So. Yeah, let's sign off to go watch the end of this thing. Everybody, thank you for listening. You have a great weekend. And fly, Eagles, fly. Go, Birds, baby. We're back. <laughs>